Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Top Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski here with you, uh, studying Tractate Yoma, page 15, or Ted Vav, although we'll actually begin on Yudalid, I would bet 14b, the pages won't necessarily break up in the most natural order for us uh, to explain them. So I want to spend some time on 14b and then the, begin- 14B and then the beginning of 15a today. Uh, on 14b, we spent some time trying to reconcile uh, some divergent Mishnayot, which seem to say different things about uh, about uh, the order in which the temple service was performed back in ancient times. Now, the truth is that the sages, uh, all of whom, virtually all of whom, lived after the temple, and even so, the Pharisees, their intellectual predecessors, were not really in charge of the temple. Uh, they they are recording their traditions, they are imagining, they are extrapolating. As a historical matter, they really have no idea. I cannot imagine that they have any sort of historically uh, reliable information about uh, how things actually happened in the temple, but they did have traditions and they did have the Bible. And their job was to try to uh, interpret the Bible. So we see a little bit of that today. The divergent texts seem to 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 conflict on whether uh, the the lamps of the menorah were lit first and the incense offered second, or vice versa. Perhaps not the world's most important uh, issue in religious terms, but it's the one that occupies our page uh, today in the Gemara. Uh, there's a conflict between the sages and Abba Shaul. Abba Shaul thinks that you. Uh, light, then offer incense, and the sages think you offer incense and then light. To this day, a very traditional Sidur will have another passage uh, from Tractate Yoma, we'll get to it in a couple of weeks, page 33, in which Abaye recounts the order of the temple uh, according to the tradition and according to Abba Shaul, and he says everything that happened in the particular order. Uh, they are forced, by the way, to come up with all kinds of fairly difficult uh, uh, interpretive moves to make it all fit, including saying that even though there's seven lamps to the menorah, first they light five, then they do something else, then they, they splash the blood of the daily offering, then they light two more lamps, and then they offer the incense, according to Abba Shaul. If you, if you are a very traditional Jew, you grew up reciting all the korbanot at the beginning of the Sidur, that will be uh, familiar to you. Uh, Abaye and Rav Papa are both working hard to try to make this make sense, and Rav Papa, they can't make it make sense, in fact, Abaye is forced to to do that unlikely move of saying, well, even though there are seven lamps in the menorah, first we like five, then we do something else, then we like two. Uh, Rav Papa thinks that that is too complicated, so he comes up with an even more <laughs> ridiculously complicated uh, solution in which he, he says that a given Mishnah has three different authors and switches authors clause by clause and Abayah says, are you crazy? That's not how a text is written. Nonetheless, they don't have any better answer. 
Um, I did want to point out one kind of cool thing, I thought kind of cool thing, near the top of 15 Aleph. In passing, uh, we cite a, a Brita which says, it quotes the Bible from, uh, from Shemot chapter 27, May Erev Adbok, Erev that the lights of the menorah are supposed to burn from night to morning. And uh, the writer says, Tain la midata, give it its a proper amount, shetehei doleket veholeket kol halayla mi Erev Adboker. Put the amount of olive oil in there uh, for, each, for each of the lamps on the seven branch menorah so that it burns all night long until the dawn. Uh, and Rashi tells us, that the amount of oil that was necessary for the uh, lamp to burn through the night, that is to say, in the uh, winter solstice, okay, uh, the longest night of the year, is chatzilog lekolner, okay? Uh, I don't know exactly what uh, a log is, but on each day of the year, they gave the same amount um, that would work to, to, to burn on the winter solstice. Now, why is this interesting? There's only two options. Either that means that if, if, if on the day of the summer solstice they put that same log into the menorah, that means that the light would not burn from the morning till the dawn, because it burned longer than the dawn. Right? It burned all the way through, all the way through to, you know, let's say 10 in the morning, and then what what happens to the people who had to light the lamp in the next morning? They also have to have to trim the wicks and relight the light the lamp. So that would throw the whole system off. So the Tosafot on our page actually the the uh, Tosafot Ishanim the the old Tosafot at the bottom of the page they quote what I think is an interesting idea. Uh, he quotes in the name of Riva, who lived uh, in Germany in the uh, 11th century. Uh, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Asher Halevi, and he says that the only other possible uh, answer is that in the summer they just use real thick wicks so that the oil absorbed more and burned off faster, but they had it uh, calibrated finely so they knew exactly how thick the wick was to use for the summer summertime so that I guess it burned brighter, but it burned briefly. All right, thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.